Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. How are you all? I hope you're all doing well. I just want to say before I start a huge thank you for obviously everyone's Spotify wrapped was coming up um, over the last week or so and the amount of people that were like tagging me in their stories and sending me screenshots in my DMs of me coming up in their Spotify wrapped for 2021 was actually insane like I am literally blown away thank you so much it actually means the world to me to know that me just chatting shit in my bedroom uh once a week is impacting that many people even if it's literally just like bringing a smile to your face on your car journey on your way to work or while you're in the shower or whatever it is yeah it's crazy to think that it's having such an impact on such a huge amount of people I think it's been listened to in like 62 countries and I actually didn't know this I I think I like when I first started it I didn't really know how you like viewed your analytics and your statistics and stuff but yeah apparently at one stage I was number three in the charts which Spotify was kind enough to tell me and um, but yeah I had no idea I assume that was when I I think like everyone when you you know when you put out your first episode and everyone's things like shoot to the top so unfortunately haven't been back at number three but maybe sometime in the future but yeah huge thank you to everyone for supporting me on this podcasting journey I'm really enjoying it and I'm so glad to know that other people are as well Please don't hesitate to message me if you have any suggestions or things you want me to talk about and cover in the podcast. Also, it means the world when people share the podcast on their story. Yeah, it's such a good way to reach new listeners. And also, if you get a chance, if you could go on to Apple Podcasts and leave a wee review, that also helps me out a lot. But yeah, we'll get stuck into the podcast. So basically, the other day I was listening to what's her name? Alex someone? She does the Call Her Daddy podcast. I can't remember her surname but she did a podcast where I think people like sent in sentences for her to finish basically and I thought oh this is quite a good way to do it instead of getting people to send in questions. I'll get people to send in unfinished sentences and then I'll finish them for you and then knowing me I'll end up going on I'll end up getting sidetracked and going on a rant about something for 20 minutes. Okay, so let's get stuck in. So the last time I missed home the most was... God, I don't know. I... Right, so I don't really miss being in Belfast, like, at home. I just miss the people. uh, My friends, my family, my boyfriend, like, my... Yeah, my grandparents and everything. I will say, though, I actually, like, really, really highly rate Belfast's food scene compared to like every other city in England I've been to now I know like London is obviously good but it's like so so saturated and you have to you have to like know where to go whereas I just think Belfast standard as a whole is like so much better than anywhere else like the only other place I could say is better than it is probably Melbourne Melbourne's food scene is actually crazy like you literally walk into any restaurant on Chapel Street and you know you're gonna have an insanely good meal but yeah 
I just think Belfast is really up there in terms of that. But yeah, and I don't really like miss. I I wouldn't like sit in bed and be like oh, I'm so homesick because I've made my room at uni like so comfortable and so homely. I love my house. I love my housemates, and I love Leeds as a city. So I don't get too homesick in terms of like I want to be at home. But of course, I miss my mum and dad. I miss my brother and sister, my dogs, my boyfriend, my grandparents, my friends. So yeah, if they could all just like move here or just follow me around the world, <laughs> no matter where I go, that would be incredible. But yeah, I'm actually going home. So today's Monday and I'm going home. I think it's next Wednesday. So literally in like nine days time, which I'm really excited for. And I actually worked out the other day. I think I'm going to be home for six or seven weeks the way it works out. Yeah, just my, I think second term doesn't start back until like end of January, maybe start of February. I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, I'm going to be home for six weeks, which will be so nice because any other time I've been home like this term, it's literally just been a really short weekend and it's kind of just over before you know it and you don't actually get a chance to feel like you're like living at home because you're just like I'm just like constantly out like meeting people for lunch dinner then going out and then like I'm hungover the next day so it's just like it's all just very go 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 when I'm at home and I find it like really hard to if get any uni work done or like establish like a normal routine because I'm just like going out all the time so yeah I'm really excited to just go home and chill for a while. My proudest achievement is not one is like standing out to me in particular. I do have like lots of little things that I would say I'm really proud of. Uh, Starting this podcast is definitely and like keeping it going is definitely one of them. Getting into and actually going to uni is another. Even like I was so proud when me and my friend Sophie choreographed a dance and one in Nickmack no one listening to this probably knows what Nickmack is but it's just a dance competition it's nothing like it's not it's literally just in, within Northern Ireland like it's nothing big but yeah it's just like really cool to actually we did that t- two years in a row yeah we choreographed two dances and came first both times so that was a pretty cool achievement I was super proud of getting my grade eight in ballet and I really really want to do my diploma like I keep saying it and I haven't had ballet lessons in the longest time. I'm, I've actually started back at ballet for on behalf of the uni now, but it's not like classical ballet classes. It's more like choreographed ballet, which is obviously a bit different. But yeah, I would love to do my diploma and be able to teach it in some way, shape or form. Like I don't necessarily want to teach classical ballet classes and like teach people to do like the grades in the way I got taught. I want to do more like, um, do you know the way bar exercise and stuff is becoming more of a thing? Yeah, I kind of just want to get into it like that, I guess. I'm also very proud of being able to drop out of uni. I know that sounds stupid, but like, yeah, I just thought that took a lot. And I'm proud that I was able to do it and then carry on and do something that I wanted to do. Oh my God, I'm just listing off all my achievements now. Can I stop? No, okay, one last thing. I'm really proud of myself for going away on my own at the age of 19 and traveling the world. I thought that was... When I actually think back on that, I'm like, fuck, that's mad. (laughs) But yeah, I'm so proud of that. Even now I'm like, oh, I want to do it again. But 
I'm not scared, but I'm also just like, how was I so fearless at the age of 19? It's actually crazy. But yeah, that's that's a pretty big achievement, I reckon. Okay, sorry, I'm, I'm done listing my achievements. Now we can move on. I feel most myself when... When I'm dancing, like when I'm in dance class probably, or even like competing on stage, or when I'm just like doing my makeup, like or not even necessarily doing my makeup, but you know when you're just like, you've got music playing, you're singing along, you're getting ready, whether it's like getting a shower, doing your makeup, doing your hair, whatever it is, and you just feel so like, I don't know, comfortable in your own skin, probably then. My biggest regret is mm, probably, honestly, just like, I know like so many people do it, but just getting caught up in that kind of like bitchy environment in school and t- not like stepping aside from it, I guess. Um, and just, yeah, getting caught up in it. I think it's very easily done though. And I think a lot of people do get caught up in it and I don't think it's telling of whether you're a good or bad person now I think like most people end up growing out of it don't they but yeah probably just that or maybe like not standing up for myself in certain situations like to certain bosses or yeah just like being too quiet in a situation where I deserve to like stand up for myself I guess and just ended up letting myself being walked over because I would never do that now. I literally just have no... The second anyone, like, talks down to me or thinks they can act a certain way to me just because I'm younger or because I'm a girl, I literally have no time for it. Like, I snap back straight away. It's obviously taken a while to get to this point, though. Like, when you're, like, a 16-year-old girl, you you literally just don't know how to do that. Like, you just end up crying. But yeah, I've had so many instances of that, just like bawling my eyes out in the cloakroom of wherever I worked or something. But yeah, I wouldn't let that happen anymore. The worst part about social media is comparison, I think. The fact that you are always comparing not even yourself and how you look, that is obviously an aspect of it. I definitely don't do that anymore or if I do it's like subconsciously but I don't do it in the same way that I used to when I was younger but like even just like comparing your life to other people's as opposed to your looks everyone's obviously only putting up their highlights and like no one's just gonna sit there and like put up when they're just having like a lazy day and haven't moved from bed you know you're never gonna see that side and and you can end up thinking your life's so boring And that you're not socialising as much as you should be or you're not seeing as many places as you should be or being as productive as you should be. Just like all these little things um, that can like really rob you of your happiness if you constantly compare your, your reality to someone's highlights. Does that make sense? I mean, I think, I think I can definitely see through it though. Like I, I know looking at someone's social media that their life isn't like what they portray it to be. I guess you are going to subconsciously kind of compare anyway. It's just kind of something natural that happens. I mean, it's not always necessarily a bad thing because sometimes it does take seeing other people doing stuff to give you a bit of a kick up the arse and like, I don't know, motivate you to do something. So I wouldn't say it's like always negative. 
But I think just like over comparison and not recognizing that, like if you can actually just sit down and recognize that what you're comparing it to isn't real, then like it'll just benefit you so much. But yeah, when I was younger, I used to like follow all the, you know, like all the bikini models and all the the Bella Hadids and the Kendall Jenners. Not that I don't follow them anymore, but I swear I used to literally like, you'd scroll down through my Instagram newsfeed and there wasn't like one picture that wasn't of like a semi-naked girl with like an unreal body and it, it was just ridiculous and obviously that's going to have an impact on your mental health and how you view yourself and um, so yeah my my newsfeed or what do you call it on Instagram is it your newsfeed my I don't know my Instagram feed's not like that anymore at all it's if anything my Instagram feed is like I would say it's quite inspiring now it's just like all things that I love it's recipe videos and makeup tutorials or makeup photos travel bloggers you know that and then I'll like be constantly saving saving different places to like my list of places I want to travel to what else also just like small independent businesses which I love to see so yeah I love my news feed now it doesn't make me feel shit about myself which is great because why would you do that to yourself at the end of the day if I could live anywhere, it would be, oh, probably like somewhere, oh my God, I don't know. So I would love the idea of living in somewhere like Barcelona, do you know, somewhere European, lots of culture, different language, but like people still speak English, good food, you're near the sea, you know, just like a really nice way of life. It doesn't get, it's not hot like the way a tropical climate would be the whole year round but it's not quite as doesn't get quite as cold as the UK and you know has a proper summer so I I would love somewhere like that in Europe but I also just think I don't know like I, I do love Australia but then it's just like so far away from home I really don't know. I find it really hard to answer this question. I can see myself living in all these different places, but I find it like really hard to see where I'll actually like settle down and live long term. Like I'm like, oh, I'd love to do a year or two in London. I'd love to do a year or two in Barcelona. I'd love to go back to Australia. But where do I actually like want to live? Like where do I want to potentially buy a house and live there? I have no idea. Oh, it stresses me out thinking about it. I mean, luckily, I don't need to know the answer to that question. I can just wait and see how things go and where life takes me. But yeah, I honestly don't have a clue. I just know from my own sanity, I need to live somewhere that's not quite so grey and rainy as Ireland or like the north of England. Leeds is pretty much the same weather as Ireland. So yeah, somewhere more south. My biggest challenge faced was, <laughs> I want to say Chukavet. <laughs> Honestly, it was like the most brutal thing I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> People listening to this are probably like, um, sorry, what? <laughs> There's so many more difficult things in life. But yeah, honestly, Chukavet tore me to shreds. Well, no, right. So basically, I didn't do bronze or silver I just went straight into Duke of Ed gold award biggest mistake of my life well no it actually ended up being really fun but anyway Duke of Ed gold is I I want to say three nights yeah three nights 
camping and four days walking you do like practice walks to build up to that so you did we did one one night one which was in the Antrim Hills and one two night one which was in the Mourne Mountains honestly those two practice walks like it's a miracle that I made it home <laughs> it, it was actually traumatizing see the one in Antrim Hills it pissed down the entire time I didn't really like I, I'd never really properly camped before the height of my camping was in the back garden watching you know when you like have sleepovers and you think it's like really fun to all camp in a tent that was like the extent of my camping experience yeah so I like didn't really know what I would need obviously the the skill give you a bit of a checklist brought a sleeping bag didn't think anything of it it was just a sleeping bag we'd had in the garage for ages turns out the sleeping bag we had was just like a sleeping bag type of thing you know just like a thin one that you'd bring to like use with a spare mattress because there wasn't an extra duvet you know like that kind of sleeping bag uh when everyone else had their proper like outdoor like thermal sleeping bags that keep you warm in like minus temperatures so I'm sitting there literally shivering I'm wearing every single piece of clothing that I own like every single bit of clothing that was in my bag was on me about three pairs of socks um gloves hat like literally everything you can think of I'm tucked up in this sleeping bag and I'm still shivering and then I just (laughs) I just start crying (laughs) myself to sleep (laughs) so imagine me just sitting there shivering and crying at the same time in a tent with my best friends Cara and Honor and Cara it was so funny Cara obviously could hear me crying because she was literally her face was like you're in a tiny tent like her face was right beside mine but like everyone was just kind of pretending they were sleeping because they were like I don't want to ask any questions (laughs) and Cara messaged her mum and was like it's so grim I can just hear Emma like shivering and crying away in her sleep and then her parents happened to bump into my parents that night on they were out for dinner at an Indian restaurant on Lisburn Road and just completely coincidentally bumped into each other and they were like yeah I hear the girls aren't having the best time and and mum and dad were like what and Cara's parents were like yeah apparently Emma's crying herself to sleep <laughs> and my parents were like what the fuck what have we done to her but yeah I, I strongly considered giving up at that point I remember crying that evening like before we'd actually gone to bed I remember bawling my eyes out to the Duke of Ed like later the teacher um, and she was like do you not think you can do this like I can bring you home now if you want to but I was like no I'll stick it out and see so I stuck it out. I did. I then went on the second walk to the Mourne Mountains, which was slightly better until we got to the last day and there was like a complete snowstorm. We got lost in the middle of the mountains in the middle of a snowstorm. Like we were literally at the top and we like were trying to navigate where we were. I can't read a map for shit. So I say we were trying to navigate where we were. The The other girl was sussing everything out for, for us. And so I was standing there literally about to throw myself off the edge of the mountain because I was like, I'm not getting stuck up in the middle of the morning mountains in a snowstorm. We were all so cold because we hadn't like packed for a snowstorm. Obviously, it was like not that kind of time of year. It was like April or something. Yeah, I just remember so clearly like everyone huddled around the map trying to like work the trying to work out where we where we were and where we needed to go to make our way back down because we were literally on like the final leg of the walk and um, all we had to do was just like walk back into Newcastle and then we were done and everyone was like huddled around like 
proper teamwork situation and meanwhile I'm literally on the edge of the mountain just like staring across being like what is my life (laughs) and at one point the girls like turned around and were like Emma do you want to just like edge away from that wee second (laughs) they like pulled me back in they were like "Uh, yeah you just sit down here for a while and then once we got back down the mountain they were like I thought you were actually gonna throw yourself off like I thought that was the end and I was like babes honestly I thought that was the end as well (laughs) don't know why I then decided I would go ahead and do the 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 three day or sorry the four day three night one after those two traumatizing practice walks but I'm really glad I did because the the last one and like well it was like the official one was in the Lake District in England and it was like in summer and it was so sunny we were all walking around in shorts and t-shirts we went swimming in the lakes maybe got a few ice creams along the way which you're not technically supposed to do but yeah it was a really fun trip felt like a little holiday but yeah I can't can't believe that's like the first thing that's coming to my mind when I'm thinking of my biggest challenge but I genuinely think it probably was not to sound dramatic I feel most inspired when I would say when I felt the most inspired when when I worked at London Fashion Week. I I think it was like two years ago, like right before the pandemic, I'm pretty sure. Me and one other girl who worked at Makeup Pro Store went on behalf of them to work for a makeup company called Illamasca who were like doing the makeup for one of the shows. And just the whole thing was like, well, I just find London very inspiring in general. There's a lot of creatives and a lot of just really cool people there, to be honest. That I've, I like, I just feel like when I'm walking the streets of London, I feel inspired. But yeah, London Fashion Week especially, like the all the catwalks, all the guests, all the makeup, uh, just everything about it was just like so cool. And I came away from it just feeling super inspired. It's just like so refreshing to see how well diverse it is compared to like what I'm used to coming from Belfast and how no one gives a fuck like everyone just like wears what they want and does what they want and no one like bats an eyelid yeah I just find it very refreshing I'm most confident when obviously when I'm full beat (laughs) when I've spent an hour on glam and I feel like a bad bitch that's when I'm most confident and yeah just like wearing an outfit that I love I know that's bad to say because it's very much like a a vanity thing I guess or also there's nothing like the feeling of having your hair freshly done so yeah maybe then my favorite pre-drink is oh my god it's so boring but it's literally just vodka soda lime or tequila soda lime I just find I can't right so I hate using something as a mixer that I like to drink normally because then it ruins that drink for me for example I wouldn't want to use diet coke or cranberry juice I do like I do like vodka cranberry but I'm really reluctant to like I will just get like one or two if I'm out like I wouldn't prey on it because I don't want to ruin cranberry juice for myself but yeah you get the gist like I just don't want to ruin anything for myself also I hate things that are overly sweet so yeah I just find like soda and lime is like the easiest thing to drink my travel bucket list includes oh god so many places the Philippines is definitely up there uh some other parts of Asia that I haven't done like Malaysia what do you call that country and it's got all oh Laos 
is I don't even know if that's how you say it. It's spelled L-A-O-S. I'm pretty sure you, it's called Lao. Oh, Central and South America, Mexico. Not that fast on going to America, to be honest. Oh, I would love to go to South Africa. I really want to do a safari. That's like my dream. If my, yeah, I've said this before, but if my future husband doesn't take me on a safari for a honeymoon, it's over. My coffee order is in the winter, always an oat milk latte, but in the summer, sometimes an iced almond milk latte. I don't know why I just like almond milk when it's cold, but in a hot coffee, oat milk's like so much more creamy and it goes all nice and foamy, you know? The next place I want to visit is... Well, so me and my boyfriend actually really want to go away in January for a few days. I don't really know how realistic that is considering the whole new variant thing issue I don't know it's just never ending (laughs) but yeah it's kind of hard to tell at this point what's gonna what the travel rules are gonna be and where we're gonna be let into so we're kind of just putting off deciding until closer to the time but would love to just go for like a city break to the likes of Paris, Amsterdam, Barcelona, Budapest, Berlin like anywhere like that really. The habit I cannot break is biting and picking at my lips. It's the worst habit in the world. I actually think it's probably worse than biting your nails because at least your nails, like, it's on your hands. No one really... I mean, other people do see it, not in the same way that people would see your lips because obviously your lips are literally on your face. But yeah, I have such an issue with it. It's so disgusting. I literally have to, like pick the dry skin off them and then I keep going until they're literally bleeding. It's so bad. The only way I stop it is if I have lip balm on me constantly all the time. So I try and make sure I do. But uh, yeah, sometimes I just end up giving into it. And it's kind of like, I think it started off as like a nervous, like anxious thing. And now it's just like nothing to do with that. It's just like all the time when I'm bored. My biggest pet peeve is probably, you know, like people that just like complain about things, but never actually do anything to fix them, but just love complaining about the thing. And they could like so easily do something about it, but they're just like choosing not to. I would say that's a big pet peeve. Also, I mean, it's kind of like on the similar type of thing, but like, you know, when people always talk about how they like want to do something or like want to go somewhere or you know they want to quit their job and do this or whatever it is and it's like shut up just do it do you know what I mean like those people that just talk and talk and talk but they'll never actually put it into practice I guess talk the talk but don't walk the walk that's the phrase my comfort thing slash show is any cartoons or just like Disney movies and wholesome like I don't know just anything like that when I'm hungover or sad or or just like in need of something comforting I'll always stick on either a classic Disney movie Moana's always one I go back to I also love Monsters Inc Shark Tale oh my god I'm obsessed with Shark Tale 
and I, I've been liking all the anime movies recently. I've been getting into them. I still have quite a lot on my list to watch of the anime ones, but yeah, I've been getting through them recently. I actually just bought a Disney Plus subscription the other week. Hopefully I get my money's worth out of it. I feel like I will, considering how much I'm obsessed with cartoons. I don't actually watch a huge amount of TV. I do on like, do you know, like if I'm hungover on a Saturday or Sunday, that's like kind of the only time I watch TV. I don't really watch it throughout the week. But yeah, I'm really happy I have Disney Plus now because I was browsing through it the other day and honestly, it's so good. My favourite book is... Probably Small Great Things by Jodie Pickelt. I thought that was an amazing read. I'd really highly recommend it for everyone, whether you're a girl or boy, young or old. It's just a really good book. Um, Also loved The Book Thief. Yeah, I think they're probably up there. I would say they're my two favourites. If I wasn't studying fashion, I'd be... Oh, this is a good one. So I only decided to cut my stay in Australia to the year and not do my two years straight away because because I wanted to come home and study. So I was like, well, I may as well save a year for after that then and have like a different experience instead of just like using them up now and then having like nothing to look forward to after uni. And also I always said to myself I'm not gonna go to uni I'm not gonna go back to uni unless it's for something I really really want to do so there's nothing else I can see myself doing at university other than what I'm doing at the moment in which case I'd probably just still be in Australia yeah I think I probably would have just extended my second year then loads of the people I know that were there are still there because they end up kind of getting locked in and then their visas got extended I also know though people that freaked out when the whole COVID thing happened and then they they left early so it could have gone either way do you know I could have ended up staying there right up until now and getting my visa extended till for even longer or I could have freaked out and come home and got a job or something yeah I don't know maybe I'd just be doing makeup or honestly that's such a hard question but I I wouldn't be in uni studying something else because my whole thing was that I didn't want to go back just for the sake of it I wanted to make sure that I really wanted to do the course I was doing I'm most at peace when I'm lying in the sun reading a book with my dog on like lying on top of me that is literally just bliss for me there's something so therapeutic about your dog just falling asleep on you and you're just stroking him and then and you've just got no distractions you're reading a book you're basking in the sun literally couldn't name a better day I always cry when I watch the last song (laughs) it's not even like the most sad movie in the world but something about it like I think it's because I've seen it so many times I know at what point it gets really sad so automatically it just like turns on the waterworks for me but yeah I do actually really love that movie the acting in it isn't great uh like as much as I love Miley Cyrus her acting in it is a little bit cringe but I do love the movie it's a bit of a comfort watch it's like you know that thing you put on when you know you want to cry that's that for me my celebrity crush is My boy celebrity crush is probably Harry Styles, but his accent turns me. Has anyone heard it recently? It's like, 
a mix of really really posh English mixed with like American and he like chops and changes back and forth and honestly it'd be enough to give me the ick if I ever met him my celebrity crush who's a girl is probably Rihanna Rihanna just seems so surreal to me like I don't know I think I'd just be so so starstruck and like in awe if I met her like no words would even come out my ideal date night is so cliche but literally just the standard like nice dinner drinks yeah a couple of cocktails maybe just go home watch a movie in bed I feel like it's hard to beat like you can't really go wrong with that especially if it's like one of your favorite restaurants I'm jealous of people who have a naturally really good sleeping routine. Do you know like those people who are just able to easily fall asleep at 10 o'clock and then get up at like six and like exercise and stuff and be productive in the morning? I just wish that could be me. I'm so not an early morning person and I just find it so hard to shut off my brain before 12 o'clock. Yeah, I mean, I'm working on it. The only issue is you end up taking like 10 steps backwards if you have like a really late night out and then end up sleeping in the next eggs and you just fuck it for yourself because you can't get to sleep early the next night. It's something I really want to get like good at is just having a good sleeping routine. My biggest fear is I think like getting to the end of my life and not being happy with not not being happy but not having done everything I wanted to do in life basically like I just want to I, th- I think that's what like scares me so much like that's kind of like one of the main reasons I don't want to have kids is because I'm like no I have so much I want to do and like kids would just fuck that up <laughs> so yeah I just don't want to get to the end of my life and be on my deathbed and be like I wish I went here I wish I did this I wish I worked as this I wish you know what I mean all these things would just be running through my head of like I wish I did this so I just want to I just want to do it all like yeah I just I don't care about anyone else I just want to do everything that I want to do sounds selfish I get the ick when oh I don't know so many of the icks are so funny but like what what do I get the ick when I think it would really give me the ick if like a boy made one of those like thirst trap TikToks. (laughs) They're so turnful. I don't know. There's so many like funny little things. I'd say like a big thing. I don't know if this is like an ick or if it's just like a turn off. You know, those boys who are just like so uneducated about, about feminism and they just, I don't know, or like racism and stuff. And they're just like so what's the word you know those boys and they just have no (laughs) no thoughts about anything like they don't they're just so uneducated about things that actually matter basically that I think that's just like a big turn off for me and people that like don't know their opinion on on stuff like that on things that matter because I'm just like how can you just not have an opinion on things like that like these are important issues in today's society like especially if you want to be with a girl like surely you have to how can you not believe in equal rights it literally doesn't make any sense but yeah that would be my big ick okay i'm gonna leave it there will i end the podcast with another belfast slang word yeah let's do it okay this week's belfast slang i'm gonna go with this word that's actually more like 
it's an I- Irish slang word, so you, I feel like everyone around Ireland uses this. It's not just Belfast. But the word is gaff, and it means, it's just another word for house. It literally just means house. So you'd just be like, oh, I'm moving into my new gaff next week. Or my mates are coming around to my gaff if you want to come. Also, people would, people don't really do this in Belfast, but I have noticed people from down south would use the word gaff. Instead of saying house party, people would be like, oh, I'm having a gaff next week. Yeah, I've heard people down south saying that, but we don't really say that in Belfast. We would just use gaff for house. But yeah, it's a good word. Start using gaff, everyone. Okay, love you. <laughs> Bye, love you all so much. And thanks for listening to this week's episode. Bye.